0: hello hello how's everybody doing that's great we're Andy and Christy as you have heard uh, we planted Echo Church in Rochester Minnesota in September 2019 and so just think back to your last few years and think about what you were doing in September 2019 and how you didn't really expect to do what we did in what was it March 2020 so it's been a crazy journey Um, but as for our story uh, we were on staff. I was on staff uh, in Rochester for 15 years as associate pastor, uh, youth pastor, executive pastor. I worship-led. I did about everything there at some point. Um, okay, and uh, anyway, when, it was, uh, when there was this little transition there, and, and we were like, Lord, what do you want us to do? And we felt called to Plant Echo Church, and we went down our authority lines, and they all said yes, and we stayed in Rochester and then September 2019, we, we had service and uh, a couple services, and we had 1,000 people show up on the first Sunday, um, which is insane. And so I only bring the number up because Christy and I, I think, we've, we have never really had a hard time in getting people to come to church, but we've had to learn how to keep them at church. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of why we're passionate about the topic today. Um, so that's a little bit of our, um, our story. Christy, you want to add to that?
1: Yeah, so... We have lived in Rochester for 20 years and one thing I want to mention is before we launched our church I was super volunteer with Andy and youth ministry and women's ministry and all things creative with our church that we were at Um, but until we launched echo I was not uh, I didn't consider myself a pastor or on staff and so I hid behind the calling that God's had for me a lot like I love people so much But it's been a learning curve for me in the past four years of really stepping in and co-leading has been a journey in itself, which that could be a class we could teach on sometime. But one thing that I'm extremely passionate about is connections and connecting with people and just how much of a big deal it is for someone to walk through the doors of your church on any given Sunday and then the follow-up process and the details. And like Andy said, we worked really hard for it. Um, And just we still are, we're still on a journey of learning, but we've um today in this next hour our heart is and our goal is to share everything we know um we do have a handout that i'll pass around and we have a qr code that you can scan and sincerely everything is accessible for you that we're going to be talking about so if you are hearing of a resource or um like even our templates our pdfs all of that we're going to give to you because we've learned that nothing is ours we want to share what we have and so should we go for it yeah okay so um just some statistics like to get you just to give you a general idea like he said we had a thousand people walk through our doors the first day which is awesome but immediately i was like okay hey, a thousand people are coming how how are we going to take care of them how are like we had no process like at all right we are launching this church we are working really hard and so right now our average sunday is 550 people um we have 394 people on the team right now. In the past month, I've had 240 people serving on the team. And one thing that I want to mention is those are the numbers that I pay attention to: is who is involved, who's on our team. And I am the queen of if you like, if you're coming, like let's find a role for you, a job, a responsibility, because I want people to have that ownership and sense of just like being a part of the family. Um, kiddos, we have 163 on average a week right now, and so. Our heart is always looking that we're growing, that we're taking care of people, and there's nothing more. I don't know if you've ever gone or visited a church, and there's been no follow-up, or maybe you're sitting here going, you know, just assessing like where am I at right now? Where is our church at? Um, and just how many times I reach out to people and they're like, "Wow, you actually followed up, right?" And I'm like, that just breaks my heart that people are taking time maybe to fill out a connect card or saying, "Well, pastor, call me," and, and then we and we have dropped the ball. Okay, but we have tried, and we have committed for sure. I'd say in the past two years of really refining our process of every single person that comes through, that we're following up with them. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, our objective today is to identify a pathway for someone sitting in your seat and getting them through a process of joining your volunteer serve team. Yeah. So that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Uh, but there, we we think that there's two types of people or two different types of churches are really two different types of people that enter your church. It's people who are, who are sitting in the seat. Like, it's one thing to get them to the seat, but then there's those people who we need to think about, like, okay, how do we move them from the seat onto the team? You know, and so just really quickly, we want to talk, like like, like I said, in our kind of our story and maybe, maybe our know-how and social media and how connected we are with the community. It seems like it's, it's not really hard to get people to come to our church, but I also understand, like, that's not everybody's story. Right? And I don't really know your scenario in your church, um, but I, I definitely am passionate about uh, really making it an easy pathway or appealing for someone who, that doesn't come to your church to draw them to uh, come and tend to your church at least once. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, have a little, I have a few opinions I kind of want to drop. And, again, like if I offend you, then that's all right. You can email Doug <laughs> at, at the waters. Uh, but, um, My email is <laughs> handicapped. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I do think a lot of times as churches, um, we get in our way because of our online presence. And so I'm super passionate and opinionated about, about how you present your church online. And so uh, I do want to just go ahead and throw it out there that there's a lot of people who aren't going to give your church a shot because they watch your live stream. And it's not because your preaching's bad, but because your music is. And it's not because the singers are bad, but because of just the platform you're using. And so, like, I, again, I know I could be stepping on toes here, and I don't mean to do that. Well, I kind of am, but um, I, I just want you to consider as, as you're trying to you know, obviously make a difference in the world and get people to come to your church. Like, just realize that, like, the front door of your church is no longer the physical front door. It's your online presence. And yeah. so, uh, again, just like, I, 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 we don't want to talk a ton about this, but, like, like, it's one thing to, like, be able to leverage the people sitting in your seat and getting them to a team. And when we, when we talk about someone sitting in your seat, it's someone sitting in your seat for the very first time. So as a visitor, right, as a guest, whatever terminology you use and getting them onto your team. And what we try to do is really make that a three-week process. Mm-hmm. If we can nail someone sitting in a seat and getting them on t- team three weeks later, which is kind of crazy, you know what I'm saying? But, but like I said, I just understand there are some churches that just have a difficulty in getting someone to want to come to your church. And so like <laughs> for us, we've created really an invite culture. How does that happen? Well, because the lead pastors are inviting everybody, are inviting everybody and, and their mom. Literally... Got a call on the church phone and like it's a Google number and no one ever really calls it. Like we don't have a secretary at our church, like I am that, I, you know, it's called a Google phone and when I want to answer it. And um, I called, I answered it this one particular day and this guy on the line, this literally happened this week, he goes, hey man, um, I sold you Metronet, which made me really skeptical right then. And I was just like, we don't have Metronet, internet at our church. And he goes, no, like you personally, but you invited me to come to your church. And I came last week, and I'm calling because I want to get baptized. Wow. You know, like, and so it's just so, but, you invited him, but like, I invited two him ago. two years prior. Yeah. And somehow or another, he came and he was at my small group this last Wednesday. So it's, it's just kind yeah, of a right cool now. story. And again, I just want to remind you, like, like, you know, I, I just understand that now all of you are lead pastors, you might be volunteers, you might be staff pastors, like the, the invitation starts with you. And Christy and I are constantly trying to invite people, not because we want to grow our church, but because we want to grow the kingdom of God. We want people to encounter Jesus. Um, and so, so we have that invite culture. That's just within the, our, our culture. We also understand the online presence and leveraging certain aspects. You have Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, primarily Google. We're trying to leverage that for what those tools are, and we just try to try to do that. I don't know if we have an, enough for everybody, so probably if you're here with, with a few people from your church, maybe just take one. Um, but anyway, so I just kind of wanted to premise that, like, like yeah, you know, it's going to be hard to on-ramp new people if you don't have new people, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what we want to talk about. Just want to preface that, so Christian. Just
1: no understanding who's in the room, by a raise of hands, how many of you are lead pastors? How many of you are on staff at your church? How many are super volunteers? Super volunteers. How you. many of you how many of you are like, why am I here? joining?" <laughs> but just to assess that too. But so our heart right now is just to help you overcome obstacles and just share with you how what we do with visitors. Okay. So like Andy said, visitors are the front door to your church. And so with that being said, we really put a lot of emphasis on our online presence. If you want to, you can watch one of our services if you have questions and just How we do that, but our heart is excellence with that. And then also asking yourself, are we helping ourselves or are we hurting ourselves? And then one thing I always do is when I'm meeting a visitor, I'm talking to someone, asking them, how did you hear about the church? So creating an invite culture for us, there's a lot of ways. So it's our, what's your website look like? Does your website even right now, can someone find the service times? Do they know where your location is? Can they, like, what do you What do you physically look at? I look, I'm like, try to find the pastors or maybe their beliefs or their values. I'm trying to find, like, do I know people if you're in that area? So just even putting yourself, like, in that position and looking at other websites in your community. For us, we just want it to be really easy to use. Um, one thing we're really passionate about is no stock photos. Have real photos of the people in your church so initially we were asking photographer friends or friends with a good camera would you just take photos of real people that we can use um, and just obviously like I said clean updated um, do you still have your Easter times on your website you know like things like that
0: um, I, just got ours off I was like Andy our Easter is still on there
1: so that's why I just Whoops. threw that in there we're real people um, YouTube having your sermons categorizing it. if you have other things on there Um, And then, are you leveraging social media for us again? I always say uh, every generation is different, but we really hit it hard on Instagram. And Instagram, for me, is a lot of like the middle age. I'm 41, so a lot of my friends are on Instagram all the time, and that's what they're checking before they check a website a lot of times, like to vet it and to see like what you're about and things like that. Um, So just communication and whatnot. And then, the the verbiage that you're using really matters. So uh, a thing I'm very passionate about is it's not about Andy and I, it's about everyone else at our church. Like people want to maybe get to know us or like check us out like who we are, but I want to celebrate people in our church. So it's meet Peggy and this is Peggy and this is what she's all about or showing showing people on her team and just showing interaction and just letting the photo tell the story. Anything you want to say on that? Okay. All right, so identifying the process for us. So I'm going to just go through our follow up process. So when you have a visitor, do you does your church right now have a follow up process for every visitor that comes to your church? What's do you have accountability set in place? And this is something we fought really hard for. Um, so we use Planning Center as our platform for keeping track of everything. So people come to our church and they are getting a connect card. So connect cards are in our service like on the seats. We're portable. So we're using a rubber band around our chairs, every third chair, because we're not putting it on every single one with a pen. And we're sharing it in our video announcement. We're sharing it live from stage. We're explaining. You know, so if I'm on stage, for instance, and I'm talking in service, I'm like, we if we have these connect cards, and if you're a visitor here today, we want to connect with you. All you have to do is simply fill this out and come to the red info table. So same verbiage every single time after service, and you're going to get a coffee gift card because, number one, we're bribing you, but bottom line, we want to connect with you. So please stop there after service, and you're going to meet one of our team members, and there's, we simply just want to help you in your next steps.
0: Yeah, and what we're trying to say is this. Like, in your service, the first step from getting a visitor who's sitting in your seat and onto the team is acknowledging that they're in the room. Yeah, every single And so, like, at Echo, what we do is this, is we have a song typically, and then we have someone come up, it'll be Christy or I or our youth pastor will come up welcome everybody kind of have this high praise moment but then we we will not always we try ninety percent we'll have a connection card in our hand Michelle. and we'll say if you're a guest here just want to say thank you for being here would you take a moment before the service ends and fills the, fill this out we'll give you a little more information about that later and then the second touch point for a visitor to acknowledge that they're in the room is our video announcement so again we go over the top at acknowledging that there's people in the room that are here for the very first time. And then at the end of service, I have a host that comes and closes after a final worship song. And he comes up and he celebrates with everybody who gives who's given their life to Christ, has prayed the prayer, and also for every guest that is in the room. And so on both of those situations, there's applaud that we, we try to get the group to do. So there's three touch points. And then, okay, so that's within service. And then you have like our hound dogs, which is Christy and I, we're sitting in the lobby and we are looking for people who are lost, who don't really know where to go, who look new to us. And we, the one thing we don't go up to them and say, have we met before? We usually say something like, hey, how long have you been coming? Can I actually say <laughs> the
1: questions? Yeah. So I train our team because I found, oh, is this your first time here? And Becky's like, oh, I've been here for three months. Oh, and then you yeah. f- foot and mouth, right? <laughs> and you're th- so I, I'm a mom of three girls. So this is what works with my brain. We got got this from friends, but it's Pinocchio. So how long have you been coming to Echo? So then you can say, this is my first time, or I've been here, th- you know, three months. And then ears, like, how did you hear about our church? So then they're telling you social media or my friend invited me and then i can ask who that friend is and you know thank them when i'm thinking about it and then i think feet so nose is how long ears how did you hear feet is helping them in their next steps so you're trying to gather in that conversation like are they wanting information or just like who they are and just helping them inviting i invite everyone which we're going to get to to our echo culture class which is our next steps or growth track or membership whatever you call it. And a lot, so of, we, and we a lot of times that.
0: the foot thing is all about, Taking did you, you fill out a connection card? Because yeah. so many people don't. And so a lot of times when I'm meeting in the lobby typically, or if I'm sit- they're sitting in the pew or whatever, we don't have pews, I guess, I guess we have uh, chairs, and uh, as they're sitting before service, I'll say, did you fill out that connection card? So that is my way to move their feet metaphorically. You know. So it it's like... yeah. We we believe, in, we believe so much in what God is doing through Echo Church. We're okay with being a little bit uncomfortable and a little pushy. You know what I'm saying? About like fill out that card and walking them over to the red info booth so that they fill that out. Like, and sometimes it is uncomfortable. Like, no, hey, let us, let's walk over there right now, and we'll get you that free coffee. And,
1: My favorite grocery store is Hy-Vee in Rochester, and I always use this as an example too. Trader Joe's does a great job. They don't just point and tell you where to go, they take you. So even with our team, I'm constantly like, take them over and then you're having a conversation as you're approaching the info table. And you're not just assuming like, hey, it's over there if you want it. Like majority of people aren't gonna do it. So we physically walk them over and I'm handing them off to a person and I'd be saying like, hey, Janelle, this is Andy and Janelle's gonna take care of you. You know, so it's just that another touch point um, with that. So when they're at the info table, they're going to fill out that card, and then they get a thank you for visiting us card. So that's step two um, with a gift card to a local coffee shop. Um, And then obviously we're answering questions if they have them and things like that. Um, And so then they leave. um, And then third step.
0: Can we pause real quick? So like first step is connection card. Okay. Step two is info table. Let's talk about connection cards real quick. We just changed ours, but f- since the inception of Echo, right, like we created this connection card, and there's some verbiage on that that only believers would understand, and we recently just changed it. Because we are like, do you really think people know what it means to surrender to Jesus if they're first, their first time at church? Or they don't. So, like, again, I just want you to, like, don't, don't look and create a connection card. And I think, do we have a connection card in the? Could you grab it? No, but do we have it on the online yeah, portal? QR code, yeah. The QR code, so you can you can see ours. But like what I'm saying is like create it so the unbeliever would, the non-believer, right, the new person at your church would might be able to understand it. Can I ask a quick question about that? Yeah. It? Yep. Does your website reflect that too? It would, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean our website really is, is really like, it's a sp- website. Website is really a splash point to just to get them to come to our church. Right. <laughs> you know, physically get there. So, yeah, the language is very repre- – yeah, it would really represent, like, talking to someone with a – really a, a felt need, you know. So, um, so the connection card. So, step one would be connection card. Step two is getting them to the info booth. And then step three is
1: – So, step three is an email from our team. So, then they're imported in on Monday or Tuesday from a volunteer that this is her her focus because I – I can't stand admin, but I really, I appreciate it, but I'm not good at it. So I've learned, I need help. So my friend Sarah does that. So she's importing all of the Connect cards into our database. Um, so we have all their information and we use workflows. And so then it comes to me and it's like, it flags me basically in an email. Then I, it comes to me after they receive the email. The email that they're getting, it's in this QR code. We put everything in there. So it's just a thank you for visiting us. Email, helping answer questions that they check certain boxes and whatnot. Um, and so that's pretty, you know, our goal is to get that out between Monday and Wednesday after they visit on Sunday. Um, and then this is the fourth step. This is something that we implemented. Uh, it has been two years and four months. And something that takes about, right now in, with my life, it's about an hour a week. But I send a video text message to every single person who fills out a card. And I put on your, the sheet of paper that's in front of you a template. Of like, uh, so like basically what I'm saying. What am I doing in this video text message? So it's my face, and answer questions. It's on. It's my own personal cell phone because we scrappy. So it's mm-hmm. still my own number. So yes, I'm giving my number to every single person. Um, I have yet to have someone abuse it. Do I have I had people write me at 11 at night? Yes, but I have the choice to respond during operating hours, um, and I still the the wins for that is so much more than the the like why not to do it um so it's 30 to 60 seconds I have worked very hard to refine it so I'm not rambling 30 to 60 seconds if it's over I start again um I am in a bright space I'm professional so well lit I have done it in my minivan many times because it's the only quiet place I can be and I tell them I'm a mom in my minivan welcome to my office like I'll crack a joke Parked. Yeah, parked. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for that. I use their name every single time so they don't think it's an automated message I'm sending to every single person. If I don't know how to say their name, which happens a lot, I'll, I'll like correct me if I'm, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. I want to get it right. So then also that helps them respond to me. I'm celebrating them. So I'm celebrating that they visited and then I'll ask them simply a question like how was your experience we would love to hear hoping that they respond to me it's nothing like crazy um, and then I'm giving them an action step every single video I send. the action step I do 100 percent of the time is invite them to echo culture whether they want to go or not and I say what it is and then after that text message is sent I sent I put a link to echo culture right below it every single time um, so an example
0: let me interrupt here. I, I want to pause here because this is the bread and butter of getting a person to come back to your church. I've been in ministry for 20 plus years at this point, And I know there's been seasons in ministry, if you've been around, where it's trying to automate and make processes simple. We're not teaching a class to make this simple. We're trying to teach a class or a session to be effective.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm telling you what, in today's culture... Like, people don't want automation. And the second they sniff out that it's an automatic email sent out, we do that. But it, once they get an automated, automated text message, it means virtually nothing to them. Okay, let's just think about it. When you, how many of you got a phone, uh email or a text today, and you know it was automated, and all you did is swipe left and deleted it? Mm-hmm. You know, we do that all the time. So, like, like the church, we shouldn't be doing that. Let's make the effort to go ahead and do that. So, we stumbled upon this. During COVID, when we couldn't see our church people, uh, we just started sending video after video after video of just saying, we're praying for you. Sometimes we pray on on the phone, and, and it just had such a good uh, interaction with people because people cannot deny a video where they're named, and it's not sliced and diced. It's literally filmed on her phone, uh, and, and again, she gives you a little bit. Christy gave you a little tips on how to keep it professional and make it look nice and you want to find a quiet place that's bright, you know, things like that. But this is the bread and butter of maintaining and creating growth for our church and getting them from the seat and onto the team. I feel like this is where most, most, most churches are most churches are broken, is getting them to come back. And so I feel like we've, we've seen it quite a bit of success here.
1: Yeah, so we've had, I'm looking we've had 144 people fill out a connect card since January 1st of this year Um, our culture class we've had 49 people complete it which is two sessions and then I have 30 people as of this past Sunday who have been onboarded so that's so we're in this process right now of onboarding more so 61 percent of people are being onboarded so that's an I still want the numbers higher but it shows that it's working um, a lot more than what it was before. When we first started out our church, we were sending the text messages, and we did we did text and we did email, and we weren't getting any response. Like it was rare for me to even get one response. Since I've done this, my favorite is some people send me a video text message back. They're literally like, "Christy, like, this this is who I am. Thank you so much for the message." Or they're answering, um, or they're asking to connect. They're coming up to me on a Sunday because they feel like they know me and they're wanting to introduce themselves. Like. It's just such a win, I can't stress it enough. Um, so I put it in there, what I, you guys have that, the two paragraphs of what I say. Um, and I can, I'm not gonna read it to you, you can read it. Um, but the heart behind it. Um, and then also, like, invitation. After that, they receive the, a physical email to ECHO, yes?
2: What is it, what is, what's your benchmark for onboarding? Like, what does that mean when you use that word?
1: Onboarding, that they're physically on our team in Planning Center, a part of our serving on a Sunday. So physically serving, and so they start with shadowing one week, and then our goal is that they're on the team, but they're being, cha- they're being treated like they're on the team the shadowing day.
0: So The other thing I want to bring clarity is Christy keeps mentioning echo culture. That's our version of next steps. That's, that's in essence the simulation class, whatever term you want to use.
1: So then they get an email being invited to that. So then echo culture class. Um, traditionally, is our we do it the, we do it the first and second Sunday of every month. Um, again, we're always like I feel every church you're always reinventing, reinventing the wheel, reevaluating is this working, what's broken, what's confusing. In the season that we're in right now, we are portable. So, and we want to feed them. That's a big thing. We want to feed them, and we want to provide childcare. And so, for us right now, session one is during our second service, the first Sunday of every month, um, with. April—it's a unique month right now with us having Palm Sunday and Easter, so we shifted it and we did the third Sunday. Um, so we are flexible, and we did both sessions in one day. So we had 72 people at our at our house last week, which was insane—between kids, t- volunteers, and then people. So we do session one in the morning at the school. We do full setup with breakfast spread. It's an hour long. I have round tables, and I have hosts. My goal is to have one or two hosts every single table. Facilitating conversation, connecting with them. Um, Week one is a lot of who we are as a church. So, you know, like our bylaws, like our just accountability. I go over vision and values, our mission statement, our story. I actually share my testimony right off the bat. We have language like rescue, restore, repeat, your place, your people, your purpose. I share my testimony of how I found Jesus at UMD. And through Chi Alpha and because someone invited me and I walked in for free pizza, I walked out changed and saying yes to God. I share all that. I share the context of relationships, how I am, who I am today because of small groups. So I just like let them get to know me in that aspect. Um, and then they're invited back into our home that at nighttime. And so we've been doing that. Voglis, we learned right away, they host pizza, right? Dinner, dinner. dinner. full dinner every month. And I just think, I remember being in Vogley's kitchen and then telling us and like, and we're just like, it, it really does matter. I can't tell you how many times people are like, you actually care because you're, we're in your home. You're not just saying it, you're showing it. Um, and the, what we were trying to foster in our church to, I was having a really hard time getting people to chat and like now we can't get them to stop talking like in the best way. So it really is effective. Um, and then we really want people to understand what spiritual gifts are, their kingdom purpose. So in the evening session, we talk through, um, we, we use a book called Shape by Eric Reese from Saddleback Church. It's spiritual gifts. What's your heart, your passions? What are your abilities? What is your personality type? So like awareness and who you are. And then E is your experiences. How have your past experiences shaped you? And then um, with that, we go, we unpack all that. And then we wrap up again, A host is facilitating discussion and then we talk about them on being onboarded onto a team would you and then they get so just like conversation the host if Becky was hosting that she's jotting down notes have answering questions and I always tell them like you may feel like am I just I, I address it am I just here because you want me on the team and I'm like yes we want you on the team but this is why this is what God wants for you this is and so like I just address the things like skeptics are coming We really believe in this with all of our heart, and this is our why. So just sharing those things. Um, And then after they leave our house, that's an hour and a half long, and we feed them dinner, and we have dessert and a lot of coffee. Um, And then they leave, and then they get followed up. So on Monday this past week, I spent Monday afternoon following up with every single person again. So now this is the second time they're getting a text from me from video message with me checking in and saying hey are you available on April 30th or May 7th to serve and so and then they say let's say they say yes and then they're handed over to a team lead to check in with them and put them physically in planning center and schedule them Um, so that's like our process of getting them on yes initiate in that second session where they want to serve? That's what we're trying to gather. So you, so when they leave, they've already identified, yes. this is the team I want to be on. Yes. Okay. So we talk through, like, even just, like, maybe you have an ability. Like, I love, I'm a teacher and I would love to help with kids, mm-hmm. like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it could be something like that. Or it could be, I, would, I love coffee and I want to, so you're trying to gather, is it an interest, is it an ability, is it a spiritual gift? Mm-hmm. Um, and then writing it down. So we try to gather their top three choices in order so they're not getting bombarded Mm -hmm. because some people's personalities too, they'll check like 10 things and then they're also the ones going, everyone asked me to serve and it was too much. I'm like, you signed up for 10 things, just our church. So I'm trying to refine it so they're not getting bombarded and really like the people that are reaching out are the ones that they want to talk to.
2: So is your table host kind of
1: facilitating that conversation? Yes, yes. So they're going through what it looks like to be on the team, what timeline stuff is, you know, we're portable. So obviously set up, it's 6.45 a.m. They're rolling in all of our road cases. Mm -hmm. And so they're like knowing what they're getting into and asking questions.
0: In that little mini session at the end of session two for Echo Culture, that little breakout after Christy kind of pitches them the idea of joining onto a team, those people that are facilitating the small groups may tell their story yes. about finding, finding their place within the larger team. So it, it, it's pretty it, – it's wired to really interconnect. And as Christy was speaking, I was just thinking about we kind of run a church like a CrossFit gym. We just happen to believe – I don't do CrossFit, you can tell. Um, but we kind of run it like CrossFit gym. We think you're going to be more successful if you join a team. A lot of people won't. I mean, some people won't, you know, and that's okay. We won't, like, pressure them to come and serve beyond our first attempts or whatever, second attempts. Uh, but we really do believe that, like, if you really want to get plugged into in the church and really stay and really get ownership, then it takes jumping onto a team, being known by name, accomplishing something together on a weekly basis. So, yeah. I have two questions. Yes. The
1: first one Can you think of an example of, like a, per, like a a role that you wouldn't want them in?
0: Well, I mean, I mean these? here, I mean to answer your question, if I'm hearing you correctly, like, um, not everybody can serve in kids. So it's not like we're not gonna, yeah. like if you say you want to work with kids, that doesn't guarantee that you are gonna work with kids. In fact, we had a walk through a very sensitive scenario with, with a father and a daughter, and I mean, very unique family, and they're not yet serving at all. So it's like they wanted to serve, but we have to be op- you have to be open to have a difficult conversation to say, no, it's maybe not right for you to serve right now. I think, I think you need to receive, yeah. you know, so those types of terms, like, no, I think you need, this is actually a really great opportunity. We've gotten to know your story and we feel that this is a time to heal and to just receive from the Lord, and when it's time, if it's time, we'll we'll try to on-ramp. Because not everything is serving, but we do feel like that's the best way to, like I said, move someone from seat and getting someone really plugged in.
1: If they are serving in kids too, our children's pastor meets with every single person before they ever serve in our kids' department. She goes out to coffee with them, um, and then background check on every single person with security and kids. But she does that just to, 10% Ten percent is like business, and the rest is her gathering their story and listening to them and connecting and building a relationship. And as a portable
0: church, I mean, let's be honest, like anybody, anybody can help me set up at 6:45 a.m., and anybody can help me tear down. At the end of the day, it's not a problem, and, and about, about everybody can create. And I mean, there's a lot, of, you, you know, you you get it. So it's there's a lot of opportunity for people that. Don't have a deep relationship with Jesus, you know. How many are thankful that Jesus gave you a shot?
1: Yeah. You know
0: what I'm saying? At some point, someone gave you an opportunity, and I am eternally thankful for my pastor who gave me an opportunity because, honestly, I was a chump then, and I'm still a chump. So I'm just glad God uses donkeys. So, so do
2: you differentiate your worship team from these other teams to these other service teams? Or kind of non-Christians that comes to your church and has a good voice
0: say, I want to be on your worship team? Depends on how well they sing. No, <laughs> no it's another one where we'd, we'd, we'd want to know a little bit about their history, where they're coming from, what's their background, lifestyle.
1: Even our worship pastor is volunteer. Like, we're, we're three and a half years old. So our staff is, he and I, children's pastor, youth pastor, part-time and part-time admin, that's it. So it's heavily volunteer um, ran. But yes, we want to... We want to get to know them and have, a, have it be a process. Sometimes the people that are raising both hands saying put me on or let me do things are the ones you want to slow down the most too. Yeah. Um, and, and I do, and I know I, we sound aggressive with the team thing, but we, I want to echo Andy said. We really do want, if people need to heal or they're in transition or they're walking in with, or they're negative talking other churches, like I, I know I'm, okay, let's take, let's walk alongside you in this. So, yeah. Any other questions? Yeah, Janelle? At, um, which meetings like at your house, yes so we have team leads over every single team. Um, one thing that I, we try to do is in the hosp- I oversee all hospitality is we do a buddy system just to help alleviate like all the stuff and tag team is always good in my head. Um, in my mind so we have two team leads over every team. They are not a, a, required to be an echo culture class. Um, so, but we do team leads gatherings every month where we feed them dinner. We just had one on Monday night. And it's two hours long. And my heart is like, do a leadership training for a half hour, eat a meal, connect, celebrate. I give prizes away, like all the fun things. What
0: she's asking, I think, are, are the team leads at culture? Is that yeah, what you're asking? I no. So they, no. they do introduce themselves. Some of them do, right? They don't do that anymore? No, no one's introducing mm-hmm. you.
1: Man. No. So we've refined that. We were having. I, we he's in service while we do this we it was taking too long and it was too hard to gather all the people originally we had them all line up put a face to a name and now um they're just individually reaching out so if you were serving on greeting you would hear from the greet lead to connect with them they are meeting our board of directors our in-house board and our staff we have just streamlined it to save time because i was finding it was going too long and people are like wanting to get their kids and go home for lunch so but they are not, we have team leads that are on our ECHO culture team, but I'm trying to like protect their time.
0: Uh, Christy, what is on the QR code? What's in that document or in the in the So we have
1: our, our connect cards, um, invite cards. We have fo- like business cards handed out just to help foster invite culture for people to hand it out to people. Um, we have templates for our emails that are go out, like I said. I showed some pictures um i some photograph of our info table every like all the things you are on there
0: echo culture booklet yes
1: well. yeah so there's a book that we if you're looking and again this is this is just our book that we give everyone that i just went over so they're keeping this with all the information when they're serving when they're learning so that's in there too if you're interested this is a On first day when they come, we honor them. We have a team huddle every Sun, every single Sunday morning. We have the new person just simply raise their hand. We celebrate them, um, and they get a welcome bag that has candy, sugar, um, a coupon because we have merch. We like merch. A welcome packet, a lanyard. What else do I have in here? There's. Yeah, lanyard, and just basically, like, anything if that if they need, it, this is the lanyard for Steve. Who wants to be Steve for the day?
0: <laughs> so. So, so what we're trying to really teach, I guess, in this session is, in order to get someone from the seat to a team, it really just takes a whole load of intentionality. And my thought is this. If someone take, makes the effort to fill out that connection card, They make the effort to get to church, and then they also fill out a connection card no matter what they check. You need to follow up with that because that actually, in my opinion, is a lot of effort. Um, And so we make the effort that we do because we think it's worth it, and we've seen success in that. And I guess the big takeaway I'd like to really present to you is don't try to make this process easier. Make it more authentic. That's all. And I personally think our success uh, is based upon Christy being involved as the co-lead pastor. I think a lot of it has to do with that. So, again, I wouldn't assume that all churches would be like that, and maybe you're in a position that's supposed to be over assimilation. And, yes, I think you can do that, but I, th- I think we particularly see a whole level, uh, a whole other level of success because Christy is involved in it, and people feel pretty seen, really quick, mm-hmm. again, with that text message, that video text message, so. I
1: have a question. Do you follow up with every connection card or every new person? You know what I mean? Like, when you're
2: sending, do, do you have people that are more like regular attenders who fill out your connection card, and then you follow up with them as well? Is that... and Every
1: connection card.
2: Okay, every connection card you send a video.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because I like
0: a prayer request from someone that goes to our church
1: the, yes if it's a prayer request i send them a prayer too i send a video prayer okay Do you have i don't just
2: our visitors fill out a connect card still or is that like just yeah church yeah
1: and we have people coming through co- echo culture this past week we had people who have been going to our church for two years and they're just ready now mm-hmm. so it's just you just never know and that's the thing too like you i never want i i believe and i always try to attack like I speak into that, I don't want them to have shame, like, because they'll be like, well, I've been here this long, I'm like, it's okay, like, now is the time for you, and some personalities, they need to just feel it out, they need to take time, they, or they're waiting for someone to go with them, or what, or it's just one extra person saying, hey, you should come, but our heart is that so often, like, they're just, they're in the seat, and they're also the ones saying, I don't have community, no one one knows me, um, And so it's just, I believe with all my heart, if they want to meet people, like they are going to meet people coming to this. So, and yes, they're meeting me. The ownership that I have for just like the pastoral care of like every single person matters is, I want that to to bleed through our whole community and that we're, we're trying to multiply that. Like, I want to multiply our team. I want everyone to care as much as us. In the beginning, I was angry. Like, you're making me teach this class. Like, I was mad. Like, just disclaimer. I need Jesus understand that that is- I was like you're putting me in this room like no not a room you're putting me in this locker bay and I'm hand- like one guy just goes yeah I came four years ago and you handed all like Cheez-Its and you gave us like one sheet of paper and I was just thrown in right but I but now I'm like don't I- this is my favorite thing like I get to connect with people and I get to learn their stories and and then I'm handing them to people to to care for them as well like it's not put everyone on Christy's shoulders it's I want other people to hear And even this past week, I met with our two greet volunteer leaders, Justine and Hannah, and I shared four stories with them of people that are on their greet team, like, without disclosing, like, all their, airing out their dirty laundry. But, like, this is who you're serving with, and it matters. Like, I just want, like, we we look around, and I'm like, we get to do this. And I want everyone to have that experience.
0: And as for, like, the vast majority of connection cards are filled out by visitors. But if a church member fills it out in his prayer request, then, then, yes. then Christy or I will follow up.
1: And that's a big one. Like, if you, I, I do not want to just text someone and say, praying for you. Like, pray for them. Like, like, let them hear your voice, whether you can get a hold of them or it's video or it's audio. I like but, making
0: phone calls. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so we have we have a virtual online connect card as well and those come in and then a few of us get emailed and we'll follow up appropriately. And honestly like online
1: for us it's not as big.
0: Like I again I'm very opinionated about online. Like uh, we push everything we say online is to get them to come into the room because we we feel like that's the full expression of what Christ meant about the local church so if like someone fills out like hey I'm a visitor online it's like immediate like please come see us we would love to meet you come to church and so that would be more of our process
1: I don't know every city is different one thing we've noticed a lot too more and more is that if like if it was like our family visiting a church what I see a lot is the ones one of the people will come from the family but not all of them so for instance like Andy would check out our church without our kids without me is this worth our time were people friendly? Are we going to return? Then they'll bring their family back. And I, I see it all the time where I'll like start talking. They're like, I'm like, oh, where's your, are you married or do you have kids? Oh, yeah. I'm like, where are they? Home? I just wanted to, you know, we're just, we're, we're looking for a church or we wanted to check this out. And so, like, for me too, like, that's when they're, they're probably testing us. Are we actually going to follow up?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now the other thing that I want to mention about guests, uh, when we uh, talk about guests in our service, we articulate, that a guest is someone that's been there one, two, three, maybe four times. And you'll see that that connection card will come. Not everybody fills it out the first time. They may fill it out the third time, fourth time. So don't just communicate that a guest is the ver- person that's there for the first time. A guest is really there until they fill out that card. That's in my opinion. That's kind of how we talk about it. Let's say a husband and a wife and a daughter all fill in our card. Do
1: you just call wife or do you make a video chat for all three of them? All three.
0: Yeah, get a free coffee.
1: All of them. And I encourage them to all fill it out. So like if it was a teenager, I, they, get, they also, I'm inviting them to our youth group, Echo High, telling them about that. I ask our youth pastor to send them a video as well. Um, and then, yes, individual. Sometimes I'll send a video like, hey, Andy and Christy, like I'll put both numbers, but I'm using both their names. But I try to do it separately. Yes. I don't have an easy answer, but I do really try to follow back up. We keep everyone's name, like I revisit. So even right now, when I look at who's been, who's serving and who's still not, like, and it's not to follow up and guilt them, it's to follow up and actually care for them. Like, how are you doing? And taking a moment if I see them on a Sunday to have a, like, have a connection with them, but keep try, doing my best to keep track, following up, and all of that.
0: And there are, there are tons of people who don't serve at our church, yeah. you know, and pre, for me as a pastor, pre-service, as the countdown's going on, I am in, in the auditorium, Talking and I'm them. connecting with everybody that's sitting in the seat as much as I can and yeah. love on them, regardless of whether they're serving or not. But we do believe, like, you get the best care if you're, you get in the game.
2: Comment about this and what you do. Um, I think what's so great, every church has to have a process, and a lot of churches don't even have a process. Yeah. And it's it can be clear, it can be mapped out. But in the midst of process, what you guys do really well is it's personal, yep. and it's personal from you too. And so you can have process, but the the marrying of the two is incredibly valuable, and th- that's where you guys really, really, really do that well. Um, second thought that I had because a few questions that I heard were just about like. How you? Okay, let's just say lifestyle, I just accepted Jesus, I just, you know, came into church, like, I want to lead a life group, I want to do this, you know, those are, those what I'm picking up from you, so clarify, is because a lot of it's relational, those, those are like, you're just kind of following through a relationship discipleship process before you give keys for, for certain things. So I just thought, I, I realized that question was a few times, and yeah. <laughs> so it's not like anyone is just like, hey, I came and I'm going to lead a life group next Wednesday. No. You know, there's a there's a process to go through for that. But yes. I, I do just want to com- say that, like the personal side of it, you yep. you cannot, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not also, there are pieces that really you can't totally just hand off. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, any, we call them table groups, life groups, Bible studies. No one can lead a group until they participate in a group until we know them. Yeah. So I, if they have an idea, I'm like, let's note it. But it's not, I just say, like, it, we want this to be a win for you. And, you ha, like, it's going to be a win if you know people to invite
0: yeah. and
1: to understand our culture and our DNA. So let's get you plugged in. And I want you to build some relationships with people in the process yeah. and learn how we do it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I would just say process and follow through. And then if you like you said, you nailed it with the, the personality or being personal about it. Like it's so important. <coughs> so <coughs> important. Any other questions? Otherwise we can
1: What's your biggest hurdle when it comes to this? As you're sitting here?
2: Technology. What with
1: technology?
2: Oh, that's old folks. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned how to scan a QR code today. <laughs> <laughs> Way to
0: go. Step one. Step one, Glenn. I time
1: yeah.
0: yeah yeah and that's kind of one of the beauties about church planning is it really does take a village but you know do you have a parking lot ministry no, I have a parking lot. <laughs> okay oh no now that's the problem now but <laughs> yeah i mean you,
1: where is your church located
0: Okay.
1: So, street crew, yeah, street That's, we were downtown 18 months, it was street crew to help just greet people outside, just outside greeters, bars. helping open doors with strollers, greeting them, bundled up, like I can't tell you how many times I talk to people and they bring up, once they are connected, they remember the names of the people because they know them now of who was opening doors and greeting them outside.
0: When we weren't portable, um, we maintained our portable team by having them come in on Sunday, we had a permanent portable solution. They came up and set up minimally, but they were also our cleanup team. They're the ones that are going out and putting the flags out and vacuuming and setting up minor things. So, I mean, you know, again, like, it's hard to create jobs and it's hard to get people, nothing like this is, nothing is easy. This is all hard work, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we've seen the hard work pay off and that's why we're passionate.
2: Another comment about what you do well is, um, so you guys are the front edge, leading edge of connecting with people. But in the process, you have to connect them with somebody else, which yeah. I heard yes. you guys do, because you can only contain yes. so much, and then you're letting them down. Because yes. every week they want a personal message from you, and I think that if you miss that in the process as well, you you, you can't create a culture where everything now at Echo is just these two. Correct. It's these two they're continuing to develop up other leaders and then be good at passing them off like and I heard you catch that but if you miss that part a leader can get just totally fried out because yes. you can't you can't shepherd everybody and so that pass off but what you can't miss is the the lead blocker the first people are you mm-hmm. but then you're passing it off and that's how you sustain so those are yeah. just again things that I think yes. you guys do fantastic Thank you. and we
0: disappoint a lot of people through that right there
1: because
0: they get a lot of us up front and then they're like
1: my heart my vision is every team is a a small group every small every every team leader is a pastor pastoring them and caring for them and I'm constantly trying to coach and like simply saying can we pray like praying in a mini huddle or caring for them or checking in during the week and celebrating and and being with them in the painful moments too so it's
0: huge Just in closing, that is our information. If you want to email us, um, you want to follow up with some of the content that's on it, you want to take everything that's on that Dropbox link. I don't know if we gave you access to edit. Hopefully not. But (laughs) don't change it. Download it. But if if we can help you, if we can help you uh, win, we want to help you. Thanks for having us, Doug. Thank
2: you.